zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Pillars of um, community. community. Nah, I like how you picked up on that. Very good. You're the only person that's ever picked up on like, let's do this thing in unison. Let's do it together. Because it's like a dance. It is. I've heard the podcast before, so I'm uh, aware. I mean, that was Linda Lou and I. Linda Lou, my sister, uh, Linda Garish Lynch. Um, she. Uh, that's been my favorite podcast thus far. But you haven't been here yet, Megan. So, welcome. Megan, Megan, middle name? Creighton. That's right. You heard it. Megan Creighton McNamara. Or no, I'm sorry, Larson. No, Megan McNamara Larson. Jeezy peasy. Yep, there we go. My first friend and like my only friend still to this day. <laughs> Except for Debbie. <laughs> I kind of forced her to be my friend, so. First friend ever. Everything's working out so far, knock on wood. <laughs> here we go. That's not the front door. Anyway, Megan McNamara Larson, you were kind of my first friend. Yes. Can you? I mean, do you remember those those good old days? I remember the good old days of the station wagons and our parents. The Woody. The Woody. <laughs> yeah, they both had Woodies. Why are they called Woodies? They uh, had wood uh, on wood the panel. side oh, that's, uh, on them. Duh. It was actually a Ford Country Squire. Is, Squire. Uh, the the one that my father had. Uh, and your mother big had it. Paul. Yeah, Big Paul. Who hasn't gotten back to me yet about my my proposition. Oh, he want, you my want him to be on the podcast, of, I want him and Vince Burke and Johnny Williams. I think we can make that happen. I want El Presidente pod. Yeah, I but think. But Johnny's like, uh, my, my work doesn't allow it. <laughs> Confidential. Like, hey, we're just going to talk about grass growing and golf, John. Yeah. I haven't heard um, back from him since. I haven't. I, at least he got back to me because your dad and Vince, Mr. Vince Burke, they didn't. I haven't, I haven't heard a peep from him. Oh, all I've heard oh. is crickets from those two. Okay, cats. well, you know what? Uh, those three in podcasts are probably the older uh, generation. They're, yeah, they're, they're not, not so uh, hip to it. I don't think. I mean, Denise was on here, and that was a little outside of Denise's box. I think. Yeah, I mean, it was. But she, she did, did it. it. Yeah. I mean, that's what a mother does for her son. Her son, I guess. You had Christy on here. Uh, Christy Hughes, Hughes. Uh, yeah, I could not keep up with all of his jokes. I mean, he's too much. Half of them, you're like, I get it, I think. The other half of the jokes, I'm like, I definitely don't. I'm not following it, but I'm going to laugh. Love playing golf <laughs> with Christy because it is always a good laugh. He's yeah. not usually short on a word. Or, or No. Or he was saying yesterday that like, um, I could be talking about the fish tank or something. He's like, oh, I got a joke for that. Like, all right. You know what? And then he goes on his joke. It's great. It's, it's he, like I said. I get half of them, and I don't get the other half. The uh, the older generations have their little zingers. Yeah. Hopefully, I get some zingers. Well, you know what? Once we get that age, yeah. Hopefully, that's what our hope the brain sticks around. You know, our go tos are just jokes. You know, I think I look pretty good on the outside. But I should make sure all my insides stay intact. Yeah. Right. We need a full body scan at this point. So you're. My best friend for so long. Best friend, we met um, Bethesda Community School. That's right. Jill Trainer. Jill Trainer. And out. we loved Bethesda Community School, played outside all day long. All day and all night. Or well, we did other things in the They night. had those awesome um, like tricycles with the, um, you know, wagon in the back. And now my nephew, Jack, goes to Bethesda Community School, or he was, he's at Deshaun now. Chantal. But um, you see in these pictures some of these old school, uh, you know, 
trikes that we used to trikes plan. yeah little trike i like that. that's such a cool word so we met there and then you know hot and heavy fast friends and we belonged to columbia so we were able to swim and play and bowl and it's a really good way to grow up golf and all that fun stuff good clean fun until it wasn't clean <laughs> yeah so we spent a lot of weekends together we dated yeah we dated for a hot couple months <laughs> It was so hot. Like hot. I, I don't want the whole area to burn down. Uh, no, like, I know. I've seen the wild <laughs> the, the wildfires out west. I don't want it to happen on the east coast. So we did a service to the community. Yeah, and we're like we yeah. Just we, like let's let's let's, let's, just be, let's be friends. Ignite and then simmer it. And now we have ignited a, a, a beautiful friendship. Yes, we have. It's yeah. been many many years. Unbelievable. I taught you how to ride a bike. Go from a trike to a bike. A trike to a bike. Uh, and you ran it into your father's Cadillac. We okay. have it on video. Yeah. Uh, he freaked out and dropped the video camera to go see, not if you're okay, but the car was okay. That's correct. That is. That's correct. It still dro- drove fine, but maybe it, like left like a little a blood. A little, a little blood dinger stain. on it. Yeah. But. I got a, a scab and so did the caddy. He was fine. He put the, he put the camcorder, the over-the-shoulder camcorder thingamajigger. He put it on the ground. And you could see it sideways, him running up the thing, almost like a America's Funniest Video, which probably we should have it submitted. Should. We can still submit it. I yes. still have the footage. And he goes up to it and is like rubbing it. <laughs> like he's waxing, <laughs> wax on, wax off to make sure that thing's still pearly white. Which, yeah. it, which it was. Enough. It was fine. But that's how I learned how to ride a bike. And, you know. You got it's one of those life skills. Life skills. So now I'm working on my my unicycle, and man, my my career at the circus with the unicycles has been on hiatus with the COVID, but I hope to get back to the circus. I think the circus is permanently on hiatus. To tell you the truth, I gotta find another thing to do. Yeah, profession. Maybe podcasts. (laughs) Maybe fish tank. We forgot to announce (laughs) this episode is brought to you. By the Palm Restaurant down in Washington. Thank you, Palm. If you're in, if you're looking for a nice romantical dinner, or just go to the bar by yourself to have a steak, please go to the Palm because they are supporters of Pillar of Community. Community. Thank, <laughs> thank you, El Palme. <laughs> okay, so what do we have to talk about today? Anything we want to. All Let's right. talk about fish. I went to the fish store today. Yes. Scintillating conversation now. Went to the fish store today. I got 125 gallon freaking fish tank. I'm looking at it. It's 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 enormous. If you look at it from afar, it doesn't look at any of it, but there's water in there. Yeah, there is. Not the cold. It is. I felt it. It's cold. You need to heat it up. Remember, I told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I'm thirsty, sometimes I just dip my glass in there and just drink it. Hey, I I can't do that. I guess when the fish are there, can't do it. I told you earlier. I like fish because I'm a little bit fishy. Which reminds me of a story. Yes. May I indulge? Go for it. Thank you very much. Um, I used to watch Murder, She Wrote. Angela Lansbury. Love a good murder mystery. Oh, my gosh. My Don't get my sister going. Linda and I are on the same wavelength of oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we can go knee deep on yeah, some investigative yeah. discovery stuff. Yeah. Linda loves it. I got her like this murder mystery kit that deliver, that's delivered in the mail every month. She yeah. better be doing it every month because I get the the bill every month. <laughs> if she's I not on that delivery it. there. There are already stacks of it Send in the closet. Send it to me. <laughs> I mean, you guys should do it together, actually. Right. She's talking about doing it with, you know, Nelda Harris? You yes, know Nelda. Yeah, I don't know. She's talking about doing it with her. I don't know if that's gotten off the ground yet. But All she right. might be looking for a mate, a mystery mate. Anyway, uh, Murder, She Wrote, I would watch it with my mom, dad, and my grandparents, too, Ed Webb, 
And you remember Peggy? You remember Peggy? My grandmother? Peggy. Peggy Webster. You know, yes. remember my grandfather, yes, right? I remember Ed Webster. Your grandfather, yeah. yeah. Peggy Webster was like a rock star. Like not literally, okay, sorry. But like she was kind of like Nana Creighton, my mom's mom. She was so much spunk. That generation. Um, they did it up. Yeah, it was a lot more free and carefree and fun. And, you know, there are cameras everywhere and no podcasts sort of thing. Social media driving judgment and craziness. Correct. Yeah. Anyway, I watched Murder, She Wrote. <coughs> Excuse me. Allergies. I promise. Not COVID. Um, and Let's hope. <laughs> I'm knocking on wood again. Uh, and... I was watching my dad. I'm like, hey, dad, is that fishy? Is that fishy right there? Because you're trying to f- f- solve the murders. <laughs> solve it. <laughs> like, you're looking for the, f- the fishy activity. I'm talking about the tank. I'm talking about, like, is that guy, like, is he, is he a suspect or something? You're right. Is that, hey, dad, dad. Good. Is that, is, a, is that a fishy element yeah. so we can solve this mystery? And I used to think that Angela Lansbury was the nicest person on the planet, like almost an angel. And I'm like, I bet she doesn't take, I bet she doesn't turn right on red. She's so nice. She doesn't turn right on red. I turn right on red a lot. Yeah, and, and left too. <laughs> and <laughs> straight. <laughs> Sometimes I go back. Oh, no, I don't go backwards. Always forward. Never back. We're always yeah, moving forward. Forward's always forward. Yeah. Well, I went downtown today. Talk to um, me. Downtown to D.C. Downtown D.C. District um, of Columbia. District of Columbia, southeast. Capital of the free world. Down by the capital. And southeast. First time. All right. Um, since, you know, the insurrection, X, Y, and Z, all the gates up, it, barbed wire, all this stuff was very surprising to me. I'm going to meet um, a client that wants me to install a mural on one of his buildings. So freaking cool. And uh, all the roads in and out of the Capitol, a lot of them were closed, just had not experienced that. Finally get to the place where I needed to be. I had to circle, kind of circle the block a couple of times yeah, yeah. to get to get to the right. I mean, was, uh, was Sleepy Joe taking a nap? Is that why I didn't want to wake him up? No. The, okay, just the, just they're like some gates closed, some gates open around the city. So to get where I needed to be, it was across from the Library of Congress. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is shut down. They got, you know, dogs walking the premise, all yeah. this stuff. Um, get there. I see... A truck I recognize, yeah. and it was um, a Crocio's landscaping mm. truck. It's, it's a beautiful time of year. And I see John, and he's on oh. the same John job site, um, cool. you know, doing a write-up for this same guy to do his landscaping. I was doing a mural. Remind me of just, you know, our upbringing. I mean, yeah. Of everyone it, kind of keeping the network together. Think of Steve's, this area is, and I would say... It depends on your attitude you take to it, you know. I, I would call it, it's a beautiful thing. Um, the relationships that we have growing up in this area, uh, the friends that we grew up with are still friends now. Megan is one of my best friends, truly. Um, and uh, it's, a, uh, it's a special thing. I mean, people like go, go to high school, go to college, they come back to the area and they, you know, stay lifelong friends. You know? It was great seeing him. And the guy did not know that John and I were friends. So we come up, Doing hug each things. other. Yeah, yeah. And John's like, no, we've known each other a long time. Have you gotten your shots? Well, right. It was like a very COVID kind of moment yeah, for this guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he thought it was awkward, like, in the beginning. Like, even before COVID, it's like, all right, am I going to handshake the guy? Am I going to hug the guy? 
or the girl or whatever? Am I gonna fist bump him? Now it's definitely we went in for the hug. deliberation. Yeah, yeah, there is you just like, gotta, you the just elbow. Gotta, yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta yeah. go in with confidence. We went in. So that's what was, I'm doing. I'm that hugging. was that was a good uh, start to the day this morning. Aww. That meeting. Was Look fun. forward to hugs being back. Yes, me too. God, hugs 100%. are great. Hundred percent. You do the side hug, like mm-hmm. into the armpit. Well, I'm shorter than yeah, you, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like kind of kosher that we hug sometimes yeah. because I'm hugging into yeah. your chest a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm 5'2 and you're what? 6'2. Six 6'2, two. Six two. yeah. It's about a foot difference. <laughs> 12 inches, I mean. Not a foot. That's uh, the same thing. <laughs> same thing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So talk to me about murals, baby cake. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> my <laughs> company. Yeah, well, what don't you do, first off, Megan? Um, you don't, you don't, you know, what? I don't read literature ride, like you do. <laughs> you might ride horses. Well, thank you very much. I'm a, I am a, uh, avid reader. I, am, I consume literature and ideas. I don't, I listen to podcasts that make me like laugh like this one. It's a, are lighthearted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I think all like the great thinkers and stuff like that, um, would give you a pat on the back and be like, what you, what you're doing is exactly what you should do because a lot of the philosophy that I've read deal with um, understanding what your voice is saying deep down and to act on it. There's always so, something more I want to do. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, um, so you're a philosophy, I, you're a philosophy, you're a philosopher Renaissance woman. You really are. Yeah. Right. Someone called me that the other day. What are you bad kind at? Of what are you bad? Tell me what you're bad at. <laughs> You're good at so many things. What are you bad at? What am I bad at? Um, Keeping shit serious. Keeping shit serious. (laughs) I am. Like, I always have to make some things lighthearted just to to get by. Um, Sense of humor is such an important thing. Very much so. And when dealing with, you know, Uh, well, uh, owning a small business, you deal with some you know, certain client relationships. And my business is McNamara Creative Co. And we do murals and furniture rehab and furniture restoration. And uh, we just got into flipping houses, which has been a really fun part of this year. So, and I owned a daycare and that had to get shut down because of COVID. So I've kind of had to pivot into a new world, which Mm -hmm. is the flipping houses, which I love taking a, old house and keeping the integrity of that and restoring it. So it's just something I'm thriving off of right now. It, yeah. it really, really makes me happy. Yeah. Um, and the murals are just something that I love to do. One of my girlfriends, Nicole Bourget, that I went to St. Jane's with is an artist. And after years, we finally reconnected because she moved to Kensington and we paint murals together and we have eight kids total and we, just have a ball. Eight kids? Like she is five. Oh. I have the three oh, kids. Offspring. Okay. And we're able to, you know, create these really beautiful um, pieces of public art. And we have done a lot of that in the town of Kensington so and cool. downtown and a lot of restaurants. Beautification. Urban yeah, it's all be- urban beautification, or yeah. at least in the little town of Kensington that, yeah. that I live I mean, in. It's like semi-urban right now. It's suburban. It's suburban. Yeah. And we um, are able to, you know, give the public something nicer to look at than a concrete wall when mm-hmm. they're driving to work in the morning. If it's con- I mean, if it's concrete, it's a canvas. So why not put something beautiful on it? It is. And so we've done... I, I drove past one you were doing, I think, recently. About five. Uh, right behind, like, Continental. Uh, yes. You were doing, like, like, fish on there, maybe? We did one 
that my girlfriend Nicole did the fish one over by Boiling Brook Road, but the one we did in Kensington was very meaningful. The one that is over the bridge between Kensington and Kengar. That's right. And very historic. Um, Kengar is a you know one way one way in one way out road that mm-hmm. was created back in the day. Um, very segregated time. Yeah. And this was a kind of beautification project to represent where Kengar is now. So yeah, we we finished that one. Um, what did you paint? What did you paint? My girlfriend Nicole created this theme of "Hold Your Light," which is an old African American hymnal, and we painted all of the historic buildings of Kengar, and uh, then a lot of topography saying the town of Kensington was established and the time that Kengar was established. And it was it's not too far off, but the road to equality between the two sections is very great, you know, from mm-hmm. plumbing to electricity. While it was all happening on Kensington's side, was not so much happening on Kengar's side. And we've known a lot of people that have been born and raised in Kengar, yeah. like Billy Budd from the club. Yeah. He was born and raised there. Yeah. Um, so it was just a, a nice reflection of the coming, um, together. coming together and kind of the Black Lives Movement moving forward for the town of Kensington and representing what, you know, uh, Kengar's history is. What's Kengar's stand with? Kensington, Kensington Garrett Park. Oh. So Garrett Park is right behind yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that part of Kensington. Really cool. Yeah. So Meaning, meaningful. Went a little deep on that note of that mural, but I think yeah, it's no. reflective of the time that we're living in. Absolutely, and you're and you're part of like bridging the thing. An all woman art team doing it. All women art team doing it. Amen. Yep. Um, I remember I drove by when you were doing it. I think Debbie was in the car. Yep. You're painting, uh, land, let there be light, like light stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, hold your light. Hold your light. Yeah. And I was trying to be funny. I'm like, hey, nice uh, zebra you got going on over there. <laughs> it was and all black like, and white. <laughs> what? And huh. the train kept going by and scaring the you know what out of me because oh, you'd Jesus. be painting and you'd be like, whoa, you'd be so rattled. Oh my God. Where's my eraser? <laughs> Oh, we're going to incorporate that into yeah. like, uh, it's going to be a funky lantern. That's going to be the flames coming out of the lantern. Well, I wish it was thanks that to easy. The, thanks to the... I was painting the lettering. And <laughs> once you get a straight line st- crooked... Staccato. Yeah. <laughs> or something. It's, it's a different font at that point. How do you do that? If you mess up in the painting like that, it's got to be a way to correct You got to go right? back on the other color of paint that may be the base color of paint. Yeah, you try to pick up like the, the gray of the concrete or something it's like that. back and yeah. forth and back and forth. Straight lines are difficult for, um, yeah. but it's something so that I, train in the I love to um, conquer. It's a good straight line. It's hard for yeah, some. Yeah, it's, uh, there are no straight lines. It's almost impossible to do a straight line. I don't want to get too philosophical. No, let's not dive down that hole. No, we're not doing that. Yeah. I'm but, with uh, you. so you, so Mer- Ma- uh, McNamara Creative Co. Yep. Co stands for company. Company. All right, now we're talking. Yep. Um, so start it with murals. Started with furniture rehab. Furniture rehab. Yeah, just taking old pieces of furniture. I was teaching special ed at the time, and I just was using it as a release of yeah. teaching nonverbal aut- children with autism. Um, so the kids would participate, would do well, it? Well, no, I, it was just at the end of my work day. I was it's for your own sanity. Yes, I was feeling overwhelmed. 
by a lot of the behavior that I had to deal with and the emotions in the classroom of having children that were nonverbal. And I started painting furniture and then I kind of grew. And then I married my husband, Eric, and was able to get on like his insurance and all this stuff and open my studio with the help of and support of my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I am now been open for eight years and we've kind of dived into custom built furniture and murals. And now I'm doing this kind of house flipping thing in the interim of. Uh, with COVID going on, yeah. But now the market's so crazy; it's hard to to go under contract. It, it market so it, would you call it a it's seller's market? Correct. It's a like, seller's market. I mean, so I had that, ninety that, offers on one house that I put an offer. Is that is that good for what you do? It is not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. If I, I, I didn't quite understand that. If I could get a house. Blunt. <laughs> If, if I, you can get a good deal. If I could get a good deal on a house. Yes. And then I'm therefore the seller. Yeah. Then I'm I'm set up. That'd be huge. Who's binging me or you? It's me. It's, I got to turn this. This is not no. good. Poor etiquette. I mean, hey. It's okay. It's only the right. 11th episode it's of all good. Pillars of Community <laughs> sponsored by the Palm. <laughs> so the house living is fun. I mean, and it keeps me like super entertained because you go in and like tear down a wall and you find... Just not what you were expecting, so right. you have to kind of keep on your toes. And and I'll find a house soon. I lost um, an offer today with only seventeen offers on it, and I was in second place. So there's more coming to the market. It's a it's a competitive sort. People of People are right realizing now. that it's seller's market, so it'll, it'll even out here. They're following you. You're, you're a trendsetter. Everyone's, everyone's in your wake. <laughs> you don't want to be like Megan <laughs> Larson. I wish. Uh, no, I mean, we. Not far off. I'm putting uh, putting all all I have into it at this point, and yeah. it's it's good. It's keeping me busy. Of all of, of all the hats you wear, you're wearing a beautiful Irish cap right now. I you am. Want, should we talk? You want to talk about that or no? Yeah, I love. I mean, I just I just picked this little. You hat Irish? Up. You Irish, right? I well, my mom's side is Scottish, but my dad's side, yes, is Irish. So you're from the UK. Megan McNamara. From, well, mm. we're from County Mayo in Ireland, mm. Lewisburg. Oh, yeah. And we went there on this like amazing trip with my father, I think in sixth grade. So and cool. went and met like cousins and traveled around and got to see where the family was from. Very awesome experience. Very yeah, mean, special. So meaningful. Yeah. Um, and, you, and you remember it. And sixth I remember grade, it. It's like, yeah, know, transitional you might remember year. it, you might not. Right? Yeah. It was great. Yeah. It was really Have you been back since then? Have not been back, so I think that's something on my bucket list. I want to go play golf over there. Since I, I started go. playing golf, I haven't been there. Let's so. go together. Yeah. I'd love to go together. It would be great. What about you and Eric and Debbie and I? Yep. Oh, man. I mean. Watch out, Ireland. You heard it first here. <laughs> hey, Emerald Isle. We're coming for you. Scotland. Let us on your golf courses, please. <laughs> How's your 19th hole? <laughs> right? <laughs> I get hole in one every time in the 19th hole. Funny how that works. Love it. <laughs> so, like, all right. So, oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. All the hats that I wear, though. Oh, the hat that I'm wearing yeah. is a, um, a, like, a Robinson style hat that has a Irish what does that mean, flag. Robinson? What is Robinson it's style? It's just the, the brand of hat. I like the hat. It's a comfortable hat. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. With a Irish flag patched. Red, on white, it. and orange. That's what that color is called, yeah. Orange, white, and green. Sure. Yeah. Backwards and forward. Backwards and forward. Yeah. Um, so yeah. That's a great hat. And we're gonna celebrate tomorrow with the kids. Hadley made uh, my oldest daughter Hadley. I have three children. She's so lovely. 
I love her. She loves Uncle Billy. She always wants to come hang out I miss over her. here. No, it'll be fun if I we get. I know. She misses. You I want to so do like a, I want to do like a little kid podcast. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Oh Me my God. and like a couple, you know, Rugrats. Noel and uh, Noel and Brooke. Brooke. I'm working Brookie? on those two. Oh God. I gotta go through their agents. Those, those agents. Her, her, <laughs> their agents are. They're hawks. I'm a free agent here. This is, the kids are welcome. No. no, Hadley loves you. She was very jealous that I was coming over here. Oh, she's so sweet. Uh, she wanted to join. I said it was an adults only um, yeah. hang time. Scouting it out. Maybe next time, Hadley. Yeah. If, only if you're good. But we have Eat a your vegetables. shamrock or a leprechaun trap for you know tomorrow. Oh, yeah. You know, create of that. And I got him some. Shamrock donuts and you know, mm-hmm. always making you it get home so tonight, much you know? fun. I got to put all the stuff out. It's like uh, freaking uh, the elf all over yeah, again. Yeah, it's <laughs> like Christmas Eve. Or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I, don't, I don't know if you're gonna uh, sample and make sure those every donut it's not poisoned. Well, Eric you take probably a bite out of will. Between <laughs> <laughs> the two of you, I he's don't know. the sweet tooth. There'll just be sprinkles. Yeah, left. <laughs> he's a sweet tooth. Yeah, he's got this. How about you? Uh, I like Haribo gummy bears mm-hmm. is like my jam mm-hmm. and incredible. a Snickers ice cream bar. Oh, like my, those Snickers are my two guilties. It is ridiculously good. Yeah. Ridiculously I just good. saw Snickers in your freezer and I thought it was the ice cream bar, but I think it was just a regular Snickers. You bite it that like an ice cream bar. You <laughs> yeah, might lose you'll a lose a tooth. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Lose I have, tooth. This tooth right here is fake. You know? Yes. And, um, uh, I bought, I bought, I bought, I, I bit, I bit, yeah, that's correct. I bit into a actual Snicker bar that I got from Bethesda Pool Snack Bar, whatever. What uh, year was this? Got, this is probably when I was eighth grade, maybe a freshman in high school. And I just got this Maryland Bridge put in. I'm not going to wait that thing doesn't fall out because I don't have dental insurance. Well, right. I got to get some, get me some dental insurance. <laughs> I got to Google where the dental insurance store is. I think some you can. Right. I think you can get some off market. Put them on my to do list, and so I put a bit into it, and like uh, the the two stayed in there. I was like in the candy bar. Yeah, so I'm being a ding dong. Yeah, I was like, well, really, like almost like what you're supposed to do not to do with denture or something. Like I, I'm, yeah, you were I, asking for it at this point. I was being a ding dong. Yeah, well, I mean, I was an eighth grader, so eighth, eighth ding dong. Grade ding dong. But I got it replaced, and like that was like this was the second time it came out, and Doctor. Zupnik sounds like a dentist name. I mean, the fact that Dude, you even remember that Zupnik, is your Zupnik, Doctor Star. The other one was to get this Doctor Lips. We Doctor Phillips. Do you remember? Uh, he was over in Kensington. One of my dad's friends. Uh, he's a hoot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, he's like, this is the last time I'm putting this freaking <laughs> thing in there, or we're gonna give you a implant. I was right? like, I don't, I don't know if I like those kind of implants. <laughs> I mean, we're all getting to the age where I think the dental issues are coming out. The fact that we're talking about it on a podcast right now is showing our age bill. Oh, Nelly. Oh, no. I brought it up. <laughs> Lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, but I, my original sort of thing before I got on your beautiful hat thingy is like of the many of the metaphorical hats that you wear. The things that you do that you like to do, and you you're a perfect example, I would say, of taking things that you love and making them your job, or having them be something that you get paid for, which is like one of the keys to life. Is like if you do something you love, you're not really working. Um, what do you of all the things? What do you like to do the best, the most? I mean, well, my number one hat is being a mom, 
Obviously, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I know that's like so. no, 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 no. It's not. Uh, it's it's cl- quote cliche. But it's, it's cliche. But it's but it's true. But it's changed my Freaking life. True. And um, at times, you know, I'm not always the best mom. But like, I mean, how you, do you define good or bad? You know, you, like, yeah, that where is where's the um, level playing field? You know, when everything changes so much cool from day to day. Yeah. Sorry. And I think that, like, given the last year and a half or wherever we're at at this pandemic, it's been a lot of um, change and we are handling it, my husband and I. But I mean, love being a mom, obviously, but I could never be a stay at home mom like full time. I realized, I think in the last year, too, I like I need my time away. I need to go out and work. I get my hands dirty, like mm-hmm. painting the murals or like, kind of literally. you know, building the houses yeah, or whatever. Kind of literally, I'm doing. Yeah. Put your hands in the clay. Yeah. But then I also like to, you know, my kind of meditation that I do once a week is to go play golf. Like I love getting yeah. out into yeah. nature yeah. and hanging with some really, really good friends Amen. and that are supportive of me and other moms that, you know, really and truly cherish our time together and those four hours on the golf course with like yeah. Bethany, Bethany Martin Metzroth, yeah. who's another mother that I play She's with. So funny. So great. Um, you know, we are able to take a deep breath and yeah. step away a little bit, but I mean, mom, mom's definitely my favorite and, and being a family, you know, with Eric and the kids and, and being able to do fun things is great. But I also love to, go out my own and like go to an art show mm-hmm. and experience some independence of from the family um, to continue to enrich myself as like yeah. a woman, you yeah. know, like I just can't keep that role as mom mm-hmm. always. Number one, I kind of like domino affected around a little bit so mm-hmm. that I have a good work balance, home life, mom life, however you want to put it. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Super important to me. And, you know, I think everyone has their own ways of of prioritizing. um, And everyone has the right to do that. I just have have found a nice groove for myself. Found a nice sort of like balance or or middle ground between pursuing what lights your fire, like professionally, and then being a super mom. Yeah. Like my sister, like... She's a super mom. Super. Just like you. Mom. Um, but she's like, she loves mysteries. I'm like, she's like, I'm a, she's, Linda, Linda's like, I'm going to write a mystery. I'm going to write a book. I'm like, write a book. Right. You know? Fully and supportive she, of her. <laughs> and like, what and what would entail that for Linda is then to take a step back and take time for herself to write that book, you mm-hmm, know? And, mm-hmm. and some moms have difficulty carving time for themselves. You mm-hmm. know, some moms like to go to Target for four hours. Mm-hmm. You go do you. Great. You know, so I think that in this day and age and, you know, with you, you know, being with Debbie and, and, you know, really being around like someone like me and Linda and seeing how these moms kind of operate, it's a crazy, uh, it's a crazy time for moms Mm -hmm. and we're, we're kicking ass. hundred percent. Yep. I mean, and taking names, <laughs> taking uh, names <laughs> on certain days. It's my own kid's name. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's your own name. It's my own name. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so 
the balance there is is essential. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's uh, uh, everyone's got, I think, something that they love to do. Sometimes it's purely like I want to have kids and I want to raise them. Yep. Um, but there might be like Debbie, Debbie, for instance, super freaking mom to four incredible kids, and um, now she's like, I'm gonna make some awesome juice. Yep. And she's so big supportive in, big of in the health and uh, nutrition and stuff like that. I know eating um, a cheesesteak around her. Hey, she'll still eat one though. And right? we have we have one for lunch. I know. That's totally frank. <laughs> No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? We but all like, like to be healthy, but yeah, yeah no, no, Dev kicks ass at being but like to find healthier to than find, me. Um you know, what really uh blows your hair back and um and to be able to do it and to get to get to get to to make money off of it is a beautiful thing. That you found, yes, and it's a great thing that I'm witnessing through uh, Debbie doing, right. you know, and it's a uh... being an entrepreneur is extremely difficult because you're running, you know, your business, you're you're the manager, you're the worker bee, you're everything, yeah, and but then you have to kind of realize where you're not good, like you know, my father is a banker. But I cannot keep books worth, yeah. you know what? That's what, I ask you, like, what are you bad at? <laughs> <laughs> Bookkeeping. <laughs> ask Joe Lively. No, um, <laughs> no. But I now have, you know, you hire someone to help you with that, and yeah. you ask asking for help in the most appropriate ways as running a small business, you know, is is going to help your business be more successful in the long run. I mean, it's incredible, like self awareness. Like nobody knows everything, obviously. Yeah. So to identify your talents, I mean, one of the, one of the, like the, the uh, keystones of leadership is to f- surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. Right. And, or have and, the and alternate be, talents of you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and to be cool yep. and not be in, necessarily insecure with people knowing more than you about a, a certain uh, corner of, of the world or a certain talent that they have that you might not have. Right. Great. A hundred percent. Let's help each other. Even what I was talking about earlier, painting with my girlfriend, Nicole Bourget, she's an incredible portrait artist, okay? I mean, she has, like, painted the face of Jesus for churches. Like, she she is so, so talented. Mm -hmm. That is not what I'm talented at. I'm talented at more of those, like, topography and lettering Mm -hmm. and straight lines and geometric and... Um, creating like a maybe crazier concept where there doesn't have to be any like kind of portrait flow to it. Mm-hmm. And and like bringing that A, a team member and the A team member of, of what's best mm-hmm. and building this really concrete, solid team has has made us grow to gain more and more murals around D.C. because mm-hmm. we're diversified in our number one talent. Yeah, you're like a yin to the yang or something. Yeah, it's like- works out well. <laughs> but it, it, I think it goes to the idea of knowing thyself. Yes. I mean, Shakespeare said the most important thing of all is to thine own self be true. And to sort of like somehow understand what your what is at your core and what um, you love to do and what is your, I, I call it like the, your genius talent. Because I think everyone's sort of like a genius in their own sort of way and that they, they, they do something, they have some sort of talent that they, Hopefully they can find sooner than later, and uh, and it's and it's a, a really high level, you know, 
um, to understand, to identify that and to do it and to love it and hopefully make some money off of it uh, and also understand you're not going to be genius at everything. So no. surround yourself if you need to, surround yourself with people that can help you foster your genius talent and to use it to everyone's sort of benefit and to make their world better and like always be willing spread to your ask. love, you know? Yeah. Always be willing to ask. It's just, it's being secure. It's, it's a hard thing to be right. not insecure, right. which is secure um, with not knowing everything. I mean, one, one thing I'm not good at is admitting that I'm wrong too mm-hmm. and so it may take a couple of trials you're not wrong here are you no you're right on this one i'm right <laughs> <laughs> can't be wrong i'm goddamn right. Right. <laughs> goddamn right goddamn right i am <laughs> on to the next topic let's talk about the weather <laughs> <laughs> but that's the other part of small business you have to know when you're wrong yeah you have to Just know like when to like move on and be like i fucked up and yeah. you know let it's me hard. it's a hard pull my- to swallow tail between my legs and let's make it correct mm-hmm. because I'm big on client satisfaction and, and want to make sure that my business thrives off that. And so you need to be ready to admit, you know, at times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 100%. So it's been fun wearing all the different hats. You know, I just, uh, it keeps me busy. But what's, which one do you love to do the most? I don't, think you ever, I don't think you got to that answer. I think Whether right it's now. Painting or murals or homes, or I mean, a par- a parenting is the number is the number one. Yes, it's the king or yes. the queen, whatever yeah. you want to call. It. Yeah. But of the things you do professionally, professionally, I have to say that I would love to see myself grow in this house flipping mm-hmm. arena. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I really look up to a woman like Michelle Dumbo, Michelle Matten Dumbo, who has started kind of like me, like flipping houses. And now she's doing huge, you know, million, yeah. $2, $2 million projects. And it's been a great kind of mentor to me as, um, you know, just guiding me in, yeah. in certain in certain aspects. And even just like kind of bitching to her about the market or, or whatever's going on. But she'll, you know, tip off realtor to me that may have smaller investment properties that I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, it just for me, it's uh, a very good uh, return for the work that I'm putting out there. Yeah, is what I'm seeing, and to be able to take something and make it totally different is awesome. Like I can yeah. paint furniture all day long, but it's still, still that same piece same of furniture, furniture, right? It's still the same piece of furniture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but doing mur- murals, the murals is, is a cre- is it something. From nothing. Yes. You creating something from yes. nothing. Yeah. The murals are amazing. But as I'm getting older in my age, you know, being on 30 foot scaffolding yeah. and like a uh-huh. boom lift and a scissor lift and, you know, it's it's a lot of hours on the body. Yeah. And uh, I'm turning 40 this June 2nd. Not, no, you're not. I mean, turning 30. <laughs> turning I'm, 30. I'm right behind you. Like I know. <laughs> Let's deny it. <laughs> So no, the house Life begins at forty. The house flipping thing, I I'm pumped about. So if, if anyone can, has an ugly house next to theirs, please send me the address. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> you got that? We repeat that. If anyone has an ugly house out this there, this portion is sponsored by <laughs> Megan, or sorry, McNamara <laughs> Creative, Creative Co. Co. <laughs> and Co stands for company. Uh, so co-op. Yeah. Uh, if what if you what if you could pick something to do, regardless of money. Uh, what would it be? To, to do? I don't know. Would you just sit and paint? 
uh, you know, or I mean, I, I think right now, I think wrong, I would like go do like a huge apartment building downtown and like renovate it. So flip it or whatever. Yeah. 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 So you really, really like that. I do. Yeah, the like creative it's aspect. Really, because here's the thing. It's actually meld, melting in all the things that I love, yeah, which is, is so true. like tearing down, fixing, aesthetically pleasing to people, bringing an artwork into like a lobby or into the side of a building, you know, really taking that space and, and making it uh, better, new again. Your own, you know, or like look good or make people happy, put smiles on faces. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think that like Incredible. moving Great forward. Power. Yeah, it's I think I mean art as as my friends and I discuss is very powerful whether it be public art or just a piece like the one you have hanging behind you, you know, like it it makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and I'm a big color person, you mm-hmm. know. I'm always wearing hot pink or mm-hmm. you know navy blue and white tri- whatever it is, like I love texture and mm-hmm. um color. So just being able to incorporate that into your job, as you were saying, you know, mm-hmm. I, I've been able to really shift. You know, I have my master's in special education, and that you, you know, taught, you taught for X amount of I years. I taught in ten New York. years. In New yeah, York? I taught five years in New York, emotionally disturbed kids in Harlem. Yeah, and then five years nonverbal autism in Montgomery County. And ten years. Ten years, That's and then funny. I still work as a special education advocate uh, a couple hours a month to keep my feet wet, just to help other families that are seeking out help. And, you know, Eric and I's own son has some special needs. Mm-hmm. He has a speech and language disorder, mm-hmm. apraxia, and he's nonverbal. I mean, he's starting to talk now, mm-hmm. and we're really hoping that he is immersed into a general education population next year. But God works in mysterious ways. And, you know, I have all this background in special ed, and then have been given this child has just skyrocketed his ability um, because I was able to identify and give him the appropriate, you know, um, accommodations, accommodations and, and needs and love yeah. and all that yeah. to get him where where he needed to be. Yeah. So he's moving right along. So in, in my eyes, you know, uh, God put me in special ed for 10 years for, for Emmett. For Emmett. Yeah. E-money. E-money. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it over here too. The ninja walk is uh, his favorite, I think. You get that back up. I know. The weather's better. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> God works in mysterious ways is, uh, it's unbelievable when I started to think about it when you just said that about your background in education, special education, special needs, and then you get Emmett. Yeah. I'm like, uh, there's, I think, a quote from the Bible that God won't give you a burden that you won't be able to bear. And that is it. That's true. I used to always say to myself when praying for the families that I was helping, you know, um, please, Lord, give these families strength and, and, and the help that they need and let me be able to provide these children, you know, the education that they need to thrive. And, um, me and my friends would uh, talk about often, well, you know, maybe God will give us one of these children because we know how to, hmm. to handle Unbelievable. it. When you're, and, when you're teaching. And you I was 21, 22, yeah. 23 talking yeah. about this. So here I am, 30, uh, no, <laughs> 39, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, able, <laughs> able to identify 
that, um, you know, every, you know, I, some people hate that term. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Is it faith? Yeah. Is it is it fate or faith? However you want to look at it, you it's your in, choice. If you believe in God, you believe in that. Yes. You believe in that phrase. Yeah. I've thought about it. Oh. Yep. No, and I'm with you. Believe you. in God. God has. Um, it's like you can't even contemplate what God can do. He understands every the the, the present, the future, the future, and and uh, the present, the past, and the future. And the future, He holds our future. He, you so know. Therefore, yeah. It happens. Not like it's everything's fated. I don't like the idea of fate. No. You know, like no, right. Everything's right. predetermined, but like. Some people God, look at it that God, way. Yeah. If you believe in God, like we do, right? He under he knows he um, sees the whole tapestry. He sees whatever everything's yes. going to happen. Now I don't think he, he doesn't marionette puppet master control it, but he he see he sees it. And, He's present, and I like the idea of everything happens for a reason because I I don't believe in regrets. Uh, nor know, do I. Yes. I, my philosophy on that is <coughs> that I have to cough. No. My <laughs> philosophy on that is <clears throat> that um, if you're happy in the moment, if you're happy generally like 2021, 20, March, you know, if you're happy in the immediate like, I don't know, handful of months, six months, maybe a year. Right. Then if you change one thing, in your past, you might not be in this position. Does that make sense? Yeah, hundred percent. I'm taking a picture uh, of you while we're sitting here. Sorry. Um, I also think it goes back to. Do you understand what it, I'm saying? I, that? I do. Because it's like it's the butter. Some people call it the butterfly effect. Take a picture of you now. Oh, oh here we go. One for one. <laughs> one for one. Add it to the um, title. No, I think it goes back to a lot of how our parents raised us and it was being a part of the community and giving back. You know, I was just telling you about that Catholic Charities video that Caitlin, my little sister, and my father were featured in. And to look at all that Father John does, and if you're listening to this and you're not around the DMV, Father John Ensler is a, a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. here in the of greatness in in the DMV and he has created such a an, a great culture for the older generations and now therefore younger generations to get back and I highly suggest everyone listening to go on and donate to Catholic charities um, but my father raised each of us to pick a charity to run with that you were passionate about and yeah. I was extremely passionate about St. Anne's yeah and giving back to children in need and young adults that were having children that needed to go back and gain their own education and, and support the children that they had just had. And uh, Sister what Mary. Is, what is St. Anne's? St. Anne's uh, Family Center is out in Laurel, Maryland, and they provide. So if a, a you know teenage mom gets pregnant, she can go there and mm-hmm. have her baby. And then they, you know give childcare to those children while the mother finishes their education. And then they help them set up, you know, whether it be an apartment or, you know, just um, vocational skills, you know, Mm -hmm. to move on. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's something that a lot of the DMV gives to Mm -hmm. St. Anne's uh, that we know. 
And, you know, Caitlin's platform has been Catholic Charities. Molly's platform has had had been some for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. So I, I think. I remember she did that. Right? The whole sum. She share, blew that the, thing the up. Right? Like Molly McNamara <sighs> blew that thing up. I remember up. going to a dance, going to one of the some galas. Yeah. And I was some like, junior gala was what Molly started throwing. And I they went, were wild. I went and I had a girlfriend at the time. And I was like right out of college. I was like 23. Yeah, and it was, she was when like, we were younger. She was like 20. I'm yeah. Like, hey, Molly. My girlfriend's <laughs> underage. She's like, okay. She's like, Molly uh, said, absolutely I'll not. I'll pretend, like, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It's like, Molly like, wouldn't handle that. Yeah, no, no. I'm like, Come on. Yeah. We're boys, right? I mean, no. we're, we're friends, huh? No. All right, I'm going to go talk to Megan. <laughs> 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 Megan, get it done. But, uh, yeah, she's like, we're going to have this conversation. But, you know, Molly now does poor Roberts. Good. Um, and I think turkey. that, yeah, the turkeys, I think turkey that we're, we're discussing a lot of good charities at this point. But the whole point of me bringing up me, Molly, and Caitlin, like, you know, my dad kind of aiding us and yeah. having yeah. a nonprofit to focus on and growing up is what we need to be doing to our own kids because... It's kind of, it's not lost, but not as many of our children's children are going to Catholic schools and, and being immersed. Um, some of them are going to public schools, so yeah. aren't, you know, and, and during COVID, like how can we give back? So I think it's just important as a family unit and remaining wholesome, you know, mm-hmm. I think in our Catholicism, mm-hmm. it's important. We went on a little, little, little tangent off regrets. (laughs) The Catholic guilt. Started with God. I don't know how we even got this whole thing. Yeah, we did. Started with believing in a God. So everything happens for a reason. Yes, everything happens for a reason. That's where it came from. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to put that out there, you know, mm -hmm. just uh, give me back, which, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we have done our whole lives. It's finding like. What makes you happy it's by finding, giving to others? Yeah, it's finding. I have a um, uh, my Angelo painting that was done by a local artist in Kensington, Angie Kilcullen, amazing artist, female artist, mm-hmm. and we like those, love it. <laughs> and the she has threaded over the painting that she's done. Uh, if you learn, teach. If you mm-hmm. get, give. Mm-hmm. So I think the takeaway, you know, that stands on my mantle. Like Mm -hmm. I read that every day. My kids can read that every day. Mm -hmm. Those that can read. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's some learning. And those um, that can, you can read it to them. Exactly. And I think that practice is important. um, And that's what we've grown up in. Repetition. Repetition. Let me me repeat the word repetition. Repetition is the mother of all learning. Is a quote. It was in Latin, but I forget the Latin phrase. But uh, couldn't tell you. Consistency, uh, time after time, sort of having phrases and things up in your home. Modeling. Role modeling. Yeah. <laughs> modeling too. You know, if you got really nice hands like George Costanza, <laughs> watch out for that toaster oven. Uh, but just yeah, I, I think consistency with kids is huge. Yeah. You know, it's huge. And you being an educator of children like I have, I think that is another bond we share. We're then, always... What, what got you into education in the first place? Well, I... You're a child at heart. No, I wish. You are? No, I am a child I at heart. Totally no, are. I totally Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
Who would truly got me there. You're you're one of the more real people that I know. Yeah. And to be real is to have a a, a heart of a child. And what got me to education, though, was I was I'm learning, learning disabled, dyslexic and ADHD. And so going to St. James Channel. No way. (laughs) What are we talking about again? (laughs) Um Going to Deshano was like kind of a, a a speed bump because they didn't really know how to handle kids like myself. Mm-hmm. But Betsy Hamilton was the principal over there at the time and really helped and aid tutoring and all that yeah. jazz. Yeah. And then going to visitation and and having been kind of denied. Uh, well, well, they you know there are certain players at visitation that wanted to deny my academia years there because of my um, learning disabilities. Um, But my parents quickly shut that down. I remember being in a meeting with my parents and uh, my mom turning to the administrator saying, if you're trying to raise women of faith, vision, and purpose, you're clearly not doing that by not allowing Megan to stay here because of her academics. Mm -hmm. You know, you're looking for a well-rounded woman at Mm -hmm. this point. And Megan is artistic and athletic and, you know, uh, friendly and has, you know, social circles. And um, and so let's just put it this way. I stayed. Uh, mm-hmm. I graduated from there. And it made me a tougher person for it because I really had to fight for that portion of academia in my life because I was failing. Yeah. But it also made me grow to be a stronger uh, in, woman in the own right of my knowledge of what I wanted to do. So going into college, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. And hmm. unlike a lot of my other friends, they're like, we're going to get our communication degree or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. I was like, education, education, education. Yeah. And I remember, you know, for the first couple months, uh, that kind of not being looked upon as the best move mm-hmm. because there's just not a lot of money in education. Mm-hmm. And I remember turning and saying to certain family members, you know, this is what I'm passionate about and Mm -hmm. this is what I want to do. And I was able to spend the next X, Y, and Z years learning how to be the best teacher then therefore being the best teacher. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, uh, am just a totally different woman for being in the situations that I was in in Harlem. You know, mm-hmm. teaching children with autism, your eyes are open to the world of children with disabilities that, you know, the lay person just don't see um, a lot of the time. And it's frustrating as someone that is so passionate about that area. It's powerful that you took your experience from visitation and uh, like put it into action. In yeah. college, you got you did your courses, you did your due diligence, and then you and then you got. Uh, placed in Harlem, which is far from uh, Chevy Chase. I went to NYU between Loyola and and uh, and teaching, and I graduated sum cum laude. Mm-hmm. Okay, with like no kind of special resource classes or whatever, mm-hmm. just because I finally had narrowed down what I was passionate about. Yeah, and spent two years at NYU, and and you know to be able to to present myself to my family with you know, a 4.2 mm-hmm. uh, and tassels was an incredible experience <sighs> for me. 
And the then, tassels yeah. meant everything to me, though. <laughs> like, about the hat no, the tassels around the neck when you graduate oh, yeah, yeah, with, yeah, like, yeah. X, Y, and Z. They're somewhere in my house. But, like, you know, but at the, the time, they were very, very important to me because yeah. you, you know, I've struggled so much growing up with my, with learning. And yeah, yeah. then I finally kind of understood so, how I learned yeah. and was able to conquer that when directed towards a passion. Yeah. You took your, uh, not defect, but you took your, like, let's yeah. that, your, you took your weakness. Weakness. And you yeah. made it your strength. Yep. It's, it's, that's really cool. Not many people can do that. Not many, not many people can say they have did that. Not many people are equipped with the uh, uh, grit to make that happen. When Megan, back to me. I mean, but then you go and you're teaching Harlem, like is that, like it's that's a far, it's a long, it's a far cry from home. That was an experience that I loved to write a book about myself. Let's to tell it. you the truth, it was, you. it was you know something that as a you know young white girl rolling into a school of all you know three fourths black, uh, fourth Latino, mm-hmm. you know there's. There are a lot of ins and outs and, and learning that has to be done um, of, you know, kind of your place in the neighborhood. Yeah. And and funny enough, my grandfather, when he uh, immigrated here from Ireland, mm-hmm. lived in Harlem and lived at 117th Street hmm. where I taught on Ironic. 117th Street in Lenox. Serendipity. It's craziness, Something. right? Things are aligned. He literally was like around the block. So, you know, when I learned that I was pl- being placed at this school, it was like, wait, what, granddad? Like, you know, uh, this is where it's, he lived. It's correct. He like... Everything is... This was Irish Harlem. Everything for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was able to really... From from the experiences that my father had exposed me to growing up outside of D.C. and then being immersed into um, giving back within D.C., you know what I mean? I was exposed to different cultures and, mm-hmm. and settings, mm-hmm. so I was not as intimidated of entering this kind of uh, culture that I was not familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a lot of volunteering growing up, and... It just made me a stronger teacher, and and the kids were uh, amazed by uh, my resilience towards what they could throw at me at that point. Yeah, once they got past your uh, <laughs> Irish, <laughs> Scottish whiteness, there was on, no on, bullshit there. on the outside. You yeah, know? there was very so obviously it's inside is what counts, but yeah. you are a product of we both are a product of a great upbringing. Yes, and God. Thank God. God bless. We're so lucky to have that, our like, parents. Think about it. Like you could be born. Your soul could be born in like I don't know, communist China. Yeah. Could be born in Russia. Could be born. I know anyone. Yep. Uh, but we were so our souls were so lucky to be placed, I guess, in our mama's belly. Yeah. You know, and, and then uh, aligned and, 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 and aligned. Yeah. Uh, yes. Like, through uh, parenting. You know? Yes. Yes. Like your parents raised a freaking awesome awesome daughter and um they and it all like for, as you know as a mom um starting off like the, the the early years are so formative right and to take care of those years and those opportunities to uh make sure that the the, the child is getting what the child deserves and, and needs really um, that's what our parents did and that 
you tell me if I'm wrong or off, but I don't think I am. Uh, but that got you um, through uh, visitation. Yes. And then you conquered your, you took your weakness and turned it into strength. And then you're freaking in Harlem teaching kids that need the, the, the most help, you know. Yeah. Maybe maybe an image of you in a sort of way having hard time learning in school and stuff. You thrive by flipping homes and, and painting and that. Traditional education is not is sometimes comes tough for a lot of people. Yeah. And you're freaking a test you're you're you get you true truly gave back. And I I you know I continue to do so and I have this kind of like emptiness somewhere within me which sounds insane. But I'm like, what am I going to do next is the big question. Like, I have this drive. Probably have another glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> that. I'm going to play golf tomorrow. <laughs> oh, you're talking about big picture. <laughs> that too. Yeah. But no, there is something like lying in wait um, within me. And I yeah. just don't know what that is. And you're I'm excited to know that. <laughs> cool, and yeah. we'll keep growing together and Amen. supporting each other. We're, and... we're coming to the conclusion. We're, this is good. We're yeah. crescendoing. Um, I listened to uh, for, you know Rob Clark. Yes. Cool. When he started his blog, Resilient Worker, right? He's like, I don't know where it's going to go. I'm, yeah. I'm going to write 52 weeks every freaking week. Yeah. And that informed him the direction that he wanted to go. Uh, another related sort of thing um kevin hart i listen to joe rogan i love his podcast eric loves joe rogan he kind of like yeah. he, he sparked what i'm doing right now yes so we got joe rogan next tuesday all right good <laughs> booked <laughs> we confirm all right the palm the, pa- the palm the palm yeah. is just confirmed we have joe rogan and 15 years from now tuesday um but uh he had kevin hart the yes, comedian the comedian right? yeah he broke his back a year ago or something like that and he's like I need to get down. He did the rehab. He's fine. He's walking. Uh, he's running. I need to get down to 8% body fat. He's, and Joe Rogan's like, why? Why not 10? Why, why not say? He's like, it doesn't really matter. This is the goal. That I've made. And on my way to that goal, I'll figure out my next step. My next step. Right. So the, the process of getting, it doesn't really, almost really matter. It's yeah, like, there's no there's no like um, turn in the road. And I, I maybe I stated it incorrectly. There's no turn in the road for me that's going to find like this answer of what I want to do next. I, I have, I just have this. You keep doing beautiful things. Fuel within me to keep doing, you know. It's a self-feeding cycle. Yeah. So. That makes sense. If you keep doing beautiful things, you keep you keep listening to what makes your heart beat. Um, whatever the quote next thing is that's going to excite you will come naturally. You know? Yeah, I'm pumped for it. Yeah. Well, and hopefully yeah. we're a part of it together. I would love to do something with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> personal note. Yes. <sighs> Here, cough for this one. Um, I've dealt with depression. Yes. Okay. And it's an up and a down sort of thing for me for the last 10 years. Um, and it's a precipitous sort of like I feel up. I feel down. Yep. Not necessarily like bipolar. Down, down, not yeah. necessarily like bipolar, that sort of extreme. Uh, but there's definitely a, I feel a precipitous sort of like chemical shift, like a seesaw in my, my brain or something. I've been down for the last week. 
Um, but ha- but talking with you and podcasting <laughs> this, yeah, has literally, I think, I hope not going to work. Well, I think we. I think. Hold on, let me finish. Okay. This is my time okay. Right now. You can finish in a minute. You can say something in a minute. But there are certain triggers that bring me back, um, and I th- I truly think this podcast has been a trigger that has brought me from being like pretty much. I mean, I mean, not debilitating, depressed, but like not my hundred percent. And this has brought me back to 100%. Well, I'm happy. Re- I'm happy. Refuel. You know, this is what I'm here for you. Yeah. You're here for me. It's, 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 you always help me out when uh, times can be rough. Let me know. Hey, Let we're here know. for each other. First best friends. Megan McNamara, Megan Larson, golly. Eric gets mad when I call him <laughs> I Megan I know McNamara. he does. He's going to listen to this and be like... So yeah. Megan McNamara Damn. Larson signing it just, off. <laughs> it just like flows up the alliteration. To those of you that don't know, I I do keep my name Megan McNamara for a professional standpoint, but McNamara Creative Co. McNamara Megan McNamara Larson is what's preferred in the household. In the household, <laughs> and, uh, thank which you. I like to. Thank you for coming on, Megan. Uh, check out Megan's stuff on Megan McNamara Co. on Instagram. Yep. Do you have a website or anything like that? Yeah, it's McNamara Creative Co. on Instagram and Google us. And uh, we look forward to you checking us out. Amen. All right. Please do it. And uh, shout out to all the nonprofits we mentioned tonight. Shout out to all the nonprofits. Go out and tonight. donate. St. Anne's. Catholic, Catholic Charities. Charities. Poor Roberts. Poor Roberts. Yep. Please do. All right, and, Bill. Uh, I think we got Joe Rogan. I think it's, when is it next week? <laughs> I mean, this is great. Fifteen years. From Thank now. you, Palm, for uh, the Palm for the dinner tonight. This oh my perfect. gosh, I'm waiting for that. Steak. Wonderful steak it's coming soon. Signing off. <laughs> Pillar of community. Pillar of community. Miss, Miss Mrs. Megan Larson. Bye bye. Love you, Bill. Love you too.